You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Hello, you Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. And today we have another W to talk about. The pep in my step is getting better and better as we go along with this podcast, as we go along with this season. Another W to talk about. Your Auburn Tigers are 8-1 and one after their big win against the Nebraska Cornhuskers in Atlanta in State Farm Arena, 99-68, to 68, a 31-point W to talk about today. And to do that, I brought in my dad and co-host. Dad, are you ready for this one? Yeah, you are a little bouncy over there right now. Yeah. This, is, this is, <laughs> was a great, great weekend for Auburn basketball, kind of all around. Yeah, that's right. And this is the actually the second podcast that we're in the same room doing this instead of doing this over the computer and over the phone and over Zoom. So, you know, the, I don't know, the audio may be, maybe kind of different but you know that's this is how we're going to do it over christmas break while i'm while i'm back in back in birmingham but this is a really good win for auburn you the auburn tigers look like one of the best teams the sec right now um really meshing together really really well which is very important especially right now uh before this before the start of the sec season and right before the start of uh mr alan flanagan coming back so um it's big, got a lot to talk about, and let's, let's get it let's going. Get going. Good. Yeah. Good. So, so first things first, let's go ahead and knock this out. Where you know, we'll talk about this one time. We'll be done with it, just like the Auburn basketball program is done with it. The NCAA rulings on um, the Chuck Person stuff that happened back in 2016 and 2017 is final, and it is done. There's no more. Auburn is on a four-year probation, which you know, can't do anything wrong or they'll hit us even harder. Yeah. And Bruce Pearl was suspended for two games. Um, this game, the Nebraska game and next week against North Alabama and interim head coach, uh, West Flanagan won on Saturday against Nebraska and his son, Stephen Pearl, another assistant coach will be the interim head coach on Tuesday against North Alabama. I think they did that because, um, the, those are the guys who had the scout. Right, for those guys. right. Wes Flanagan had the scout for Nebraska, so he became the head coach. Uh, and uh, Stephen Pearl has the scout for North Alabama, and he'll and he'll do the head coaching duties. It's uh it's good to get the NCAA junk behind us. Four years is too long. That's right. This, as as Chuck, uh, sorry, as uh, Charles Barkley said on the TV broadcast yesterday. If it takes you four years to do something, you suck. Yeah, you're not very good at what you're doing. <laughs> so uh, we did. So we did four years probation. We uh, lost Bruce Pearl for two games. Uh, we've lost two scholarships over four years. That's not two a year. That's two over the four years. Which, if you're the NCAA, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll be on the sub box for just a minute. If you're the NCAA and your thing is to help athletes uh, for better themselves. Uh, taking away two scholarships does nothing but hurt like walk-ons we'll still 13 scholarships we don't have 13 we're not using 13 scholarships this year and we're going to probably give a scholarship to another walk-on but the ncaa in all their infinite wisdom has decided that uh uh, to take away a scholarship that a walk-on would get for coming out and busting his butt it's not right for the students we also uh are paying a $5,000 fine and 3% of the athletic, of the not the athletic, the basketball budget. Yeah. Again, not sure what that has to do with anything in this case, 
Not sure what suspending Bruce Pearl has to do with anything in this case. Uh, uh, but we need to give a hat tip to the compliance department, Rich McGlynn. Uh, I see a lot of people talking bad about Rich McGlynn sometimes when they're, when he's self-imposing some stuff, but uh, if he wouldn't have self-imposed this stuff last year, we would not be eligible for a tournament this year. Yeah. So and thank that, you, Rich. That was the big thing uh, when this, when they decided to do the ruling last week, I, I immediately got scared. I was like, they're, they're going to ban us for this tournament. Um, they're going to ruin these guys' careers, especially guys like Jabari and guys like uh, Flanagan, maybe that want to go pro. Except Jasper his last year. Last year. Yeah. So it, 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 I got really worried and was really relieved when I saw that it was just a two games finish for Pearl and the probation for four years and all that other little stuff. So I got a little bit worried too when I realized that the guy that was handing down the the verdict was an Alabama, was an Alabama undergrad and jurisprudence graduate. So I, I do not think that they should allow somebody like that to make a rule against, Auburn. against uh, your biggest rival. It yeah. just and maybe that's why it got so not as much because he didn't want it to look like he was. Maybe uh, so. Yeah. Maybe so. If that's the case, then do it again. That's fine. But I think we're, I, I think we're in good shape and it's behind us and the, the dark cloud is over. That's right. That's right. The dark cloud is over this Auburn basketball program. And we are, we is behind us. We're, we're done. We're done talking about it. Um, yep. Let's I'm talk curious. about let's, the game. Let's talk about this W a 31 point win 99 to 68. Just like I said earlier against a, not a very good Nebraska Cornhusker team. I don't no. think that team's going to win a lot of games. I don't think you see that team in the tournament. I just, I, I, I don't really see the bright side of that Nebraska team, <clears throat> but I don't think it was Nebraska being bad. I really do think it was Auburn being good with their 31 point win, pure domination. It was it was pure domination. You're right. That's not a very good Nebraska team. I watched them play Michigan uh, before the before they came and played us, and and that they're going through a a, a time with some uh, flu on some of their players, so they've been sick a little bit. And they've got a couple good players. Their little point guard's a good player. He he's the one that scored all their points against Michigan. It wasn't much, but he's the one that did it. And uh, but no, they're not a term- tournament team. They have a good head coach. Uh, I think he's a, a guy that can maybe turn that program around if they give him time. But it's not this year. That's right. That's right. And yeah, I just don't think you see uh, the light at the end of the tunnel for Nebraska. And you said that they were going through flu. We'll go ahead and address. Chris Moore was not with the team in this game. It, they said he was dealing with flu symptoms and stuff like that. So. We hope Chris gets better. Hope to see him back on Tuesday. If not, then on Saturday, you know, but you didn't see the lack of, you saw the depth on this team mm. with, you know, I mean, Leo Berman, let's just talk about him right now. He played 19 minutes in this game. 19 minutes. Well, he played, right. you know, he didn't play 19 That's minutes. Crazy. He, 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 I think he played like nine or 10 minutes. He scored eight points. That's great. You know, two or three from three, you know, got an assist, got a foul, you know, I played great defense on their on their one of their some mm-hmm. of their guards mm-hmm. had an incredible plus minus of plus twenty five. I think he That's did play in the crazy. in the higher minutes, but I, plus guys like guys like that step, stepping up, stepping up. It's the depth on this basketball team that is the difference. Leor is uh has has provided such depth because when when Flanagan was went down and was hurt, and and we started looking at the roster and thinking you know, who's going to fill in, who's going to get those minutes. And, and 
I, I tell you what, it's going to be hard to take minutes away from Leo Berman. He's, he's, he's stepping up. He played great yesterday. Uh, I, I wish he would uh, stop driving the ball and just shoot it sometimes. He, he seems right. like he, he's wanting to attack the rim some, maybe get to the free throw line, but, but because uh, he is such a pure shooter. Yeah. Such a pure shooter. And by the way, he's a better shooter than the guy that transferred to Tennessee last year. Who? Yeah, that's what I said. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll this year, that. at least. Yeah. That, that'll be an interesting That'll be an interesting podcast when that game comes. Yeah, that's a long way. Yeah, that's away. a long ways away. It seems like a long ways away. Um, let's talk about the defense in this game. You know, we we're, after the game, because um, we, we were at a family event, for for the game mm-hmm. and but we were able to watch about 90 95 of it and then we watched later on and then <coughs> excuse me um and then we went to the birmingham squadron game to watch jared harper and samir dowdy uh with the birmingham versus lake of magic game and we were listening to uh after the game with zach blackerby and lindsey crosby that they do on espn 1067 and we were, we were listening to that and i think lindsey said like we had mm-hmm. 16 steals and both of us said, looked at each other like, no, there's no, there's no way that that's got to be a misspoke. That's got to be a typo somewhere. There's no way we had 16 steals. No, he was right. We had 16 steals yeah. in this game, which is the most in the Bruce Pearl era. Yeah. I thought about it when, when he said that, I thought, well, maybe he's reading turnovers yeah. and just calling them steals. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, you know, you pulled it up on your, on your, phone and you're like no we had 16 steals had 20 turnovers but uh six 16 steals and we're getting steals from guys like uh a 7-1 walker ketzer had five he had five steals steals. he had five steals five steals is this crazy and so the same thing with zep 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 jasper five steals let's talk about zep for a second i i I hate to just be bouncing around like this because we're not getting it we we have a lot to talk about (laughs) Uh, let's talk about Zep for a second. Zep, the only senior on this team, has the most experience, not even close, probably probably has the most experience of everybody else on this team combined, especially if you don't count Flanagan. So I don't I, – I, he, he makes such a difference when he's out there. And, yes, he's the, he's the starting point guard right now. And I, I, think that, I think that needs to stay that way. And we'll talk about that a little more when mm. we talk about somebody else. Um, but, but, but Zep – I read something, you know, he had five steals. When he came to Auburn, I was like, yeah, that's a dude that's going to come in and bring some energy with defense off the – no. This dude's a point guard. Mm-hmm. He leads the country in assist-to-turnover ratio by a huge margin. That's just – yeah. you know, when when uh, some of the national writers were writing and before the season got started and and talking about how Auburn may struggle – the reasoning behind Auburn may struggle was not their front court. It was their back court. It was their point guard position because we were bringing in two guys that had played lower level. And, uh, and Zepp has, he does it on the defensive end, but to lead the country and assist the turnover ratio is just, uh, it's not what I was expecting from Zepp Jasper. It's crazy. And we're recording this Sunday night and I saw it Sunday morning and I, t- I told you, and you yeah. looked at me like, I was like, I was crazy. I was like, <laughs> No, like it's a huge margin that he's uh, winning by. I could pull it up. I don't. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know where I can find that. Um, but I'm really proud of Zep. Really proud of our backcourt guys. You know, go ahead and talk about KD. KD didn't shoot the ball particularly well in this game. Go over five for three and only six of sixteen in the field. And he had twelve points. He had three boards. 
He had, he had gotten foul trouble, so maybe that had a little something to do with it. He had four fouls in this game. Dude, dude's everywhere. But he still provides energy. Everywhere. And he he was – yeah, he didn't make any threes, but when he attacked the basket, he made his layups. Mm. It's something that not everybody on our team made layups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, KD was making them going through contact and finishing at the rim. Well, we've got to get uh, – and and I know that it's it's an aberration for us to miss as many layups as we did as a team, but uh, that's something that uh, when we get the ball two feet from the ball bucket, we got to score. We got to finish. And KD was showing them, hey, this is this is how it's done. Yeah, in a game where you scored ninety nine points, you you had forty five at halftime, and you score fifty four in the second half, and just dominate by thirty one. You go twelve of twenty five on layups. I mean, you make you half of those, you layups. score 115. Yeah, so yeah, you can't miss that many layups. Yeah, you, you you can't miss that many layups, and you don't. You probably won't see because Nebraska missed a bunch of layups. You saw later in those, mm-hmm. you saw LSU and Georgia Tech missed a bunch of layups. That it may have been, you know, you know that's a new arena. You know, that's an NBA arena. You know, you saw different guys field. that you, it's a different field. That's right. So, yep. yeah, I mean, you you never know that that could be a concept of anything, but. Um, a good thing it didn't come back to bite us, though. That's right. But, yeah, we can't miss 13 layups against LSU here in a couple of weeks. That's, that's, that is true. That is a good LSU team. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll take this second to talk about talk about Wendell or Wendell. I, you know, I've said both. I don't really know which <laughs> one it is. I've heard both from all different kinds of announcers. And that sort of, I, I think Andy says Wendell. So I'm, I'm going to go with Wendell. But okay. if it's Wendell, I, 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 it could be either one. We apologize. Mr. Green. Mr. Yeah, Green. That's fine. Yeah. I, him coming off the bench may be the best move of the year. Yeah, you know, we did that before the Connecticut game. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I understand you're getting KD in because he provides energy and immediate scoring. And Bruce uh, said before that game he wanted better, faster starts. Mm-hmm. So you put KD in to get a faster start, and, and it – it, but having Wendell coming off the bench is just he he's so Zepp leads the country in assist to turnover ratio. Wendell's going to commit a few more turnovers, but the passes that he's going to make are highlight reel passes. Yes. And then we went and watched uh, watched his twin play last night, yeah. and and Jared Harper, and it's the same same thing. He when he's in the gym. He feels like he's in range and can make the shot. I read something somewhere that uh, on shots of 30 or more feet, he's four of seven. That's unbelievable. More than, more than 50% on shots of 30 feet or more. And that's the, the the three point lines, 22, nine. Yeah. That's the logo threes. Those are, those are the logo threes. And that one he shot yesterday from that uh, logo on the kind of the timeline area was just, (laughs) nobody's going to guard him out there because you can't. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Why would you go out there? He'll go right by. And I think Wendell with him coming off the bench, I think you see him get a chance because especially since he's younger, especially since, you know, the experience he had last year, Eastern Kentucky, I don't know how, how well you could take that because it was the COVID year. And and they depended on him. And they was, you you have to do something, Wendell, we're Mm going to lose. Yeah. You're going to have to score 30. We're going to lose. So, uh, I think him being able to see the floor, see the flow of the game, see, you know, before he's thrown into the action, mm-hmm. I think that's 
I think that's helped him more than anything, and it's obviously helped Auburn because Absolutely. he goes for 19 points, six rebounds, six assists today, four of six from three, seven of 12 from the field, and one of two from the free throw line. I, I, that this is best game. You'll take you'll take that off the bench any day, any time, and especially once we get Flanagan to come back. Yeah. Then then you you're probably putting you're probably bringing Wendell and uh and Cambridge uh and Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams in as your backup group. Yeah. Uh, uh they would start for most teams. That's right. Uh, right. They would they would definitely start for most teams. So uh, he's he's been a bright spot, uh, great assist guy. Just some of his passes, the alley oop basically from half court to Devin was was spectacular. Yeah, that was fun. Those back to back alley oops to Devin mm-hmm. Cambridge and the amount of energy that came out. You know, we didn't get to watch this game with sound on. Um, the first time we watched it during, when we were watching it live, because we were at this, we were at a family event and, but everything that I've heard off of Twitter, everything that I heard in the highlights that I watched and everything that I heard on Instagram or anything like that, the crowd was loud. And that is a much bigger arena than Auburn arena. And State yeah, Farm yeah. Arena is where the Hawks play. That's a, that's a nice, nice, big yeah. arena. And apparently it was about 95% Auburn, so, of, of course, you know, so yeah, Atlanta the, uh, came down. The, uh, um, the Atlanta Almond Club did a t- did a tiger walk. Mm-hmm. So if you've not seen the videos, look that up. That's fun to watch. Uh, the kids seem to really get a kick out of that walking through the hotel towards the towards the arena. Then, uh, but and, and what they had done is they had closed off most of the upper deck to funnel people into the lower bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wendell made the comment afterwards that uh, it felt like it felt like a home game to him. Yeah. Uh, you play it on a neutral site and the Auburn fans come out and make it feel like a home game. Did the same thing at South Florida. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, they did it pretty well at, at the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked to Chantel last week mm-hmm. and she said there were a lot of Auburn pe- people at the Bahamas. Yeah. So yeah, the Atlanta Auburn club is some, I think that they put it out that Atlanta has the largest concentration of Auburn fans anywhere except Lee County, Alabama. Wow. So our Auburn graduates. So uh, that is a surprise. They showed out and showed up, and they were loud. Because most of the people in Alabama are, uh, yeah, they were the other school bad Because we love, we live in, we live in Bamerham, so yes. uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a mess. Makes it tough. Hey, Auburn fans! I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there, and best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. 
You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. We've done the part where we've talked about, you know, the team and talked about the flow of the game. We've talked about some other players. Let's let's take our let's take our moments to talk about the best player in the country. And I will stand by that. You can tell me about Paulo um, Branch at Duke. You can tell me about the Holgram kid at Gonzaga. You can tell me about uh, anybody. I will stand by Jabari Smith and say he is the best player in the country. He proved it again today. They opened the game up. They ran a pick and pop. He drilled the three, and it was on from there. Uh, He is – he's the smoothest player I've seen. He's a three-level scorer. Uh, meaning that he is he scores the ball from three point distance. He has a great uh, pull up game, mid range game, and he can attack the basket. Yeah. And and but but look, I like to watch him on the defensive end because he's always gets he always gets in his stance. He always helps out. He's on help side on a play late in the game. Look, he's a he's a first pick type of kid. Yeah, and he's. And he's doing help side defense and really defending his man. Uh, I, I think uh, the the second best KD in the country enjoyed watching him uh, watching him from the sidelines. There. Yeah, we saw that we saw that live, and I was like, "Oh, Kevin Durant came to watch his twin <laughs> play basketball for Auburn, and because they had played the night before in Atlanta, yep. and he stayed and watched and went to all the." holiday hoops giving games but i you know i'm sure he's there to you know watch the because he's the second best kd basketball player in the country (laughs) katie johnson obviously number one and and um and watch that jabari kid jabari smith i 21 points seven of 13 from the field three of six from three four four from the free throw line five rebounds four six the we talk about every single game. It feels like he gets better and better. It makes a bigger and bigger impact because he's making impacts on the offensive end, obviously, but you just talked about how much he's making an impact on the defensive end and how important that is to have a kid, you know, of that much talent and that much potential for the draft coming up to, you know, give that much effort and work as hard as he does and show it and have that emotion in the game as well. I, look, I, Enjoy while we've got him, Auburn fans. Yeah. Enjoy. I, he's, he's not going to be here long. Andy Bertram even said that during the game on one of the calls. He was like, Auburn people, you better enjoy this guy for the year that he's here because he will not be here next year. Yeah. Even if he wanted to come back, Bruce Pearl would take his jersey from him and tell him to go because yeah. he is he is that type There's of player. Already... When, he, when your best player, when your most talented player on your team works as hard as he does it makes everybody on the team want to work harder that's right because they go oh well Jabari's working he's hard. got the he's the best player maybe in the country yeah and look how hard he's working yeah he's yeah, he's so much it sets to the tone for this team and it's setting the tone for the season and it's that's it's he's exciting. unguardable he's unguardable so yeah. he uh our only loss of the year he was not very efficient. Yeah. He was. He didn't make his his percentages. I don't have them in front of me, but they weren't very good. But after that game, he put out a tweet that said, "My bad. Uh, we'll get we'll get back going again." And since then, he's averaged over twenty points a game and just 
dominating people. Yeah. And he's the type of guy that that he plays the game where he's trying to get make sure that everybody else is involved too. But he knows, <laughs> and everybody else in the building knows, he can take over the game anytime you need him to. Yeah. Uh, in past years with Bruce Pearl, sometimes – even our final four run, there were times when we would go into a lull on offense or it felt like maybe we'd get ahead and sometimes Bruce would take the air out of the ball a little bit and just run that high pick and roll late in the clock and we wouldn't score. Yeah, And it, it was frustrating the life out of me. Uh, we've got a guy now that we can go, there's a lull in the offense. Okay, it's Jabari, we need a bucket. Yeah. Go get a bucket. And there were, there were a few times, especially in the final four, you know, during that win streak of the final four where – Chuma would be that same way or Jared would be that same way where it'd just be like, okay, Jared. Okay. Chuma, here's the ball. Go score. Yeah. Offense isn't doing it right now. We got to go score. And Jabari is the exact same way. I think you got a few guys on that, on this team. I think, I think at some points against some teams that are smaller, I think Walker could be that way. I think Wendell could get there. I don't think he's there right now. I I think he could get there. I think the guy sitting over in sweatpants and, uh, sweatshirt is, is absolutely there and kd can do it too. And i think kd's that way too I just, yeah. you know he didn't have an efficient night tonight did he score still scored 12 points he's averaging you know he scored 27 in the one game that we lost so yeah. you know he's he's there as well so you got multiple guys on that team but you also see this team run offense you're like well just keep doing that yeah so yeah, when you've got when you got a 610 kid who is just as good at the three-point line as anybody else. He's probably leading the team percentage-wise from three-point range. And he can take it off the bounce and get by guys. Please, Auburn fans, this is a a once-in-a-generation type of talent. Yeah. This is this is Cam Newton when he was at Auburn. Enjoy him while he's here and just – love watching basketball because this kid plays basketball the right way yeah that's right he plays it the right i love way. that love that analogy that you use with cam because he's he's such a once generation talent and i was i was in third grade when cam was here so it was a little you know oh he'll come back next year no yeah. no no that's that, that's not how this that's not how this works especially in basketball and especially with the kind of money the nba is putting out right now yeah so it's enjoy him while he's got it because this dude's not gonna be here long and this dude's gonna keep getting better and he's going to be fun to watch in the nba i was going to say then go buy his nba go jersey. buy his nba jersey go buy NBA tickets and through. watch him yeah. become a star because yeah, this dude's gonna be a star we've been doing that with okoro and, and chuma, chuma and, and some of these guys and uh those guys are making a dent in the nba this kid has a chance to this guy's all-star type all-star, level yeah. yeah yeah i agree um, somebody i heard a comparison I guess it was today or maybe last night that I thought was, and you know, we always say KD, he's not as tall as KD and he's not as refined yet as KD is. Uh, Somebody compared him to Paul George. I thought that may be a really good, Paul's a really good outside shooter. Paul's not as tall as, as Jabari uh, Jabari is, but smooth athlete can jump out of the gym. Yeah. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's a really good, there's a lot of good comps, but but I thought that was an interesting one. Yeah, I, I think that is an interesting one. I did. I've never thought of that. I've heard, I've heard Tobias Harris. Yep. I've heard you know guys that are smaller but have that sort of range. You know, the reason we say KD is because uh, he's he's closer to height than KD than he is to Tobias Harris or Paul George. So I don't I, I don't I don't know how you compare him right oh, yeah. now, especially with 
what we've seen right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll the, our NBA draft episode. We'll be able to compare. We'll be able to hear Jay Billis or you know uh, Morjanowski talk about him, and yeah. that that'll be kind of different. I'll be I'll be interested once we get into the SEC and get some of these different announcers. Uh, the the guy yesterday played at Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty good. Uh, but he he loved all over Jabari. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'm really interested to hear a guy like Jay Billis yeah. or Vital even talk yeah. about uh, what Jabari can do and call a game that he's playing in. That's right. And I think we'll get a couple of those. Because, oh, I think you will. Because... I think you will. And I, I hate to. I, I I really don't like talking about this other school. But that other school is really good. They're really good. And you better mark January 11th and February 1st right now. Because yeah. those two games are going to be top games yeah. to watch. Auburn and Alabama. And John Rothstein tweeted out, save those dates right now. After Alabama beat Houston last night, save those dates right now. Because those two be may great. be the top of the SEC right well, now. Kentucky got beat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really watched a lot of LSU, but they struggled against Georgia Tech and yeah. pulled away late. Yeah. And uh, Arkansas, so got beat. Arkansas got Florida got beat. Arkansas got run. Yeah. Florida's gotten beat. Tennessee looked as bad as any team I've seen look this year against Texas Tech. Yeah, that was the worst game to watch of the of the week. But so I don't. I think it's Auburn, Alabama, and then the rest of the SEC right now. Yeah, and 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 look, we've not played the toughest schedule, yeah. and they've got two big time pelts on the wall yeah. in Gonzaga and now Houston. Houston's a good team, yeah. um, but I I I watched that game against Houston last night. And and uh, it'll be interesting because I don't think they have anybody in guard Jabari. I don't either. And and the thing that Houston, the reason Houston stayed in the game is offensive rebounding. And I think we're pretty good at offensive rebounding. Who do you block and, out? Uh, who who blocks out Kessler? Who's going Who's going to uh, match up with Kessler yeah. on that side on that end of the floor? So yeah, that, that's one we can talk about as we get towards it. But that's I right. agree, it's top two teams in the SEC easily. All right. All right. Player of the game. I there's two there's two that I would just go with right now, and I think us two have picked them. Um, there, I mean, there's any way you can kind of go with it. I mean, you can even say Devin if you wanted to, because he went six of eight, two of three from three, which is by far his best percentage. Let me talk. Let me talk about Devin because he was going to be my player of the game. <laughs> um, and and I've been rough on Devin. Yeah, I, not rough on him. I've asked him to please stop shooting from outside. Um, he has found a little rhythm recently and is shooting in the 40 percentile range from outside. If he can shoot 40%, He's he player. can shoot that ball. I'm yeah. fine with him shooting that ball. Go. Yeah. Uh, but some of the things that he's doing with his athletic ability, the alley-oop from Walker Kessler, a seven-foot-one guy standing outside the three-point range, it wasn't really a lob. He threw it directly at the front of the rim. And Devin went up and caught it and reverse dunked an alley-oop. I've only seen that twice, and it's both been by Devin Cambridge. Yeah. Dunking an alley-oop behind his back. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Just, the only other time I've seen it besides Devin is I saw J.R. Smith do it one time with the Knicks. You just, and it was the most impressive play of the year. It was like the dunk of the year on NBA TV. So I, you just kind of <laughs> like, whoa. You're talking about athletic ability that I can't even imagine. So so he did that one off a pass from Walker. And the next time down the floor, Wendell throws it from half court and he goes up and does it again. So 
that's the type that game yesterday is the Devin Cambridge game that I'd love to see repeated over and over again. That's right. Hit two or three of those threes. I'm, I'm keep shooting it. Yeah. Uh, make them come out and guard you now. Yeah. Cause we, we've been saying this whole year, yeah. Devin, they're not guarding you because you don't make them. Yeah. Well, now he's starting to make them. Yeah. And now he can start using that athletic ability and backdoor people like he did and, and just fly. He's really fun to watch when he starts bouncing around the, the court. That reverse dunk on the alley-oop was special. Yeah. So, yes. Could he be the, the player of the game? Yeah, I think he would. He was my second choice for player of the game. And uh, I, I thought it was funny, though. He didn't get any rebounds. You know, a guy who just went 10 and 10 yeah. last game yeah. and talked about how Kessler was stealing all his he rebounds. May, he may have had to talk to Walker because Walker ended up with seven boards. <laughs> he, may, he may have ended up. Yeah. may have had to talk to him. So you want to give yours or you want me to give mine? You give yours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine is uh, uh, mine is Wendell. Okay. Um, just the the coming off the – like we talked earlier about, coming off the bench uh, – he does something that uh, a lot of guards don't really do real well. And that's when he goes to the basket, if he sees a big guy coming for him, he keeps his dribble alive and goes around underneath the basket and looks at guys cutting down the lane. And, uh, and he hit um, Jalen on a cut. He he dribbled underneath the basket. Jalen cut off his man. Uh, right down the lane, he hit him. He went up, put it in, and got fouled. Uh, and and Wendell is just the type of guy that right now is his assists are so much fun. And the fact that he's shooting four or seven from thirty plus feet uh, is just that's just stupid. So uh, Wendell ended up with nineteen on seven of twelve, shooting four or five from three point range. Uh, he had six boards and six assists. Again, I'll take that coming off the bench any day you want to. That's right. Because he was fantastic in this game. And he's got a lot of growing to do. But he's he's got the type of game that uh, he can be he can be a fixture for a while at point guard. That's right. That's right. I did because he's a sophomore. He is, and he's got a that freshman year didn't count against it. Yeah. So he could be here four years if he wanted to be. Yeah, because he's six foot maybe yeah and uh, so i don't know that he'll do a lot uh he's got big hair pros but <laughs> six six three with the yeah. hair um my my mine's just a self-explanatory 21 points jabari smith uh he was the best player on the floor he will be the best player on the floor i think in every man. single game auburn plays this year i'm and the only question that I could have about that is if we play Duke in the in the tournament and that, that Paolo only, kid is pretty good. He's really good. But I I I would honestly take Jabari right now. Um mm-hmm. so again, enjoy watching. Jabari. I gotta go with Jabari Smith. Yeah, enjoy watching that kid because he's he's here for a year. Um <laughs> uh, so crazy. Tuesday, uh, December 14th at 8 p.m. at Auburn Arena, the um the Auburn Tigers will play the North Alabama Lions. Yep. Uh, from UNA, uh, Stephen Pearl, like we talked about earlier, will be the head coach filling in for Bruce's last suspension, and Bruce will be back for St. Louis on Saturday. This UNA team started out like one and one and three, one and four, and they've won five straight games, but played you know 
absolute nobody. I don't know what to think about this North Alabama team. So it, it won't be. Look, if they get hot from three, they could stay in the game for a little while, I yeah. think. But it, it's it's a lower level team. Yeah, I like that Bruce when he plays a buy game like this plays, uh, Alabama, plays Alabama teams. That's right. Alabama State, uh, Alabama, North yeah, Alabama, and UAB, UAB. Yeah, I don't know that I want to play Alabama. UAB right now. By the way, no, the UAB just took a Division three school and spanked them and sent them home. They had nine I points at halftime. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, North Alabama, uh, I, I think it was Ferguson who had a stat about uh, they get more shots blocked than almost any team in the country, and they're coming to a team who blocks more shots than almost any team in the country. So Walker ought to have a field day. He ought to have 10 or 15 blocks. Okay, I'm <laughs> expecting that now, Walker. I need, I need yeah. at least 15 blocks now. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and they're not going to have they're not going to have anybody can guard Jabari. If yeah. Jabari wants to score thirty, he, he can score, score thirty. 30. That's I, right. I, you don't want to take any team lightly. Yeah. Um, but you also know that if Auburn plays like Auburn should play, and it's not about who you're playing, it's about you. It's about you. It's about us getting better because St. Louis is going to be a road trip that's going to be a little tougher. Yeah. Uh, I think again they're beatable, but uh, but uh, it's about getting better as a team and and i'm excited for uh coach pearl jr yeah uh, to to get a get a coaching uh opportunity yeah. and was really excited for west flanagan by the way we need to say how great it was that flanagan came in and and uh he really did good he it's his dream to coach at auburn and uh he showed he said afterwards he said uh i, I guess i have the highest winning percentage of any coach in auburn history <laughs> And he does, and now Stephen Pearl can tie him up. Right, yeah, <laughs> tie him at one hundred percent. That's right. <laughs> and I saw, I saw a tweet. I forget who it was, but uh, I, you know, um, somebody said, is, "Is Bruce holding this team back?" I think it was Drunk Albie, and yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny. Um, <laughs> no, Bruce is not holding this team no, back. By the way, not, but Coach Flanagan did a great. Job. If it needs to go to him at some point, we're in good hands. That's I think right. he'd be. A, I think he'd be an excellent head coach. If uh, if we ever if Bruce ever decided to retire in thirty years, yeah, 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever you want, Bruce. You hear that, Bruce. Um, um, but we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up there, uh, Dad. You can go ahead. And... I am CTO. Yeah, I am CTO. Tell him how That's on Twitter. Is. Tell him uh, how how bad he is at doing right. this. Uh, <laughs> or you can follow me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at Gray O Twenty One. And, and uh, the E2C network. And yeah, at, at um, E2C underscore network on Twitter. Follow the network. Love Kyle. Love all the guys at E2C. Love all the um, stuff that we do. So, and we love y'all for listening. We thank y'all for listening. Until I thought they're going to have a big football thing on the on the network about re, our recruiting wins. Mm-hmm. National yeah. signing day. National signing day wins. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited about that. Yep. All right. War Eagle. We're going to get out of here. And uh, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.